programming for the elementary and middle school aged kids, right. volunteer opportunities for the high school aged kids, and yes. then internship and co-op opportunities for the college students. Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet, WFPR.FM, and in the local Franklin Mass FM radio dial 102.9, here in the studio today to talk about the Franklin Children's Museum. Yes, we will have one soon, and we're about to find out. So, Erin Gallagher and Meg Hagen, welcome. Thank you for taking time. Thanks for having us today, Steve. We're so excited to be here. I'm excited, too. <laughs> <laughs> So you're right, we are going to have a Children's Museum in Franklin, and we are very excited about the Children's Museum of Franklin. We are officially a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Uh, we will be coming to Franklin in the near future. So while we work on our fundraising on the back end to get into a permanent space in downtown Franklin, we're going to be functioning as a traveling mobile museum. Kind of popping up here and there. Exactly. So our plan is to pop up in different locations, both in Franklin and in the, some of the surrounding communities as well. Will be uh, the purpose of this is to bring educational content through play for families in the local community and start to build our brand and give people an idea of what we would like to to be going forward, so they know what to expect once we are in our permanent location. Mm, that all sounds wonderful. So let's just step back, since people don't necessarily who's Meg, who's Erin, a little bit about your Franklin story and how this came about. Sure. So I'm Meg Hagen. I am a Franklin mom. I've been in town for just over five years now. Um, I'm married to my husband, Jim, uh, who works up in Danvers and travels a lot for work. And I have two sons, um, JD, who is seven, and Ben, who is almost five. Uh, like I said, been in town for about five years now. I, as my background, am actually a pharmacist. I have my doctorate in pharmacy from University of Connecticut. Ooh, okay. I practiced in several different realms of pharmacy, both here and overseas in Australia, where I lived for five years in Sydney. Uh. Um, I had my oldest over in Sydney, and once we came home, we decided to uh, actually have me stay home with my, with my children for a bit um, due to some severe separation anxiety, which I know a lot of other parents can relate to. <laughs> So with that, I was home for a few years with them, and then I actually went back to teach preschool for about a year and a half at Franklin Children's School, which was a lot of fun for me. I found through my pharmacy career that I really loved the education component of it, right. so it was fun to bring that in at a different level um, with, with small children. And then I took this year off to spend my last year with my um, with, with Ben, my four-year-olds, before he's off to kindergarten. Yes. I am Erin Gallagher. I'm excited to be here. Um, I, my background is actually in marketing and communications. I um, worked at a, in financial services and higher education and for a boutique professional services firm for a time uh, remotely once we moved out to Franklin. Um, we've been in Franklin for also about five years now. Mm -hmm. um, Meg and I, I think, met, you know, on my second day here in town. <laughs> Just about. <laughs> um, and I have three little kids, a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and a three-year-old. So you match up nicely almost We there. do, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> Our oldest two were in the same play group for a while there, and um, I think it was through that that Meg and I were like, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to hang out together. Yeah. <laughs> we could be um, friends here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So my kids, uh, my older two kids are at Keller now, um, and my littlest guy is in preschool. 
Um, my husband works in uh, corporate real estate law, um, so he's in Boston most days. So you've made that connection on the first day, second day, soon because of Absolutely. the play groups you've been together, but you're also involved in other things in the community as well. I've seen you in a few meetings. <laughs> Maybe more, <laughs> than, more, a than, more than a few. <laughs> yeah. So um, Meg and I are both on the town's master plan committee right now. Um, in addition to that, uh, I am currently on the school committee. Um, and Meg and I, early in COVID, um, formed together with some friends, uh, Franklin Area Moms, a local parent support group that we also run. Yep. And in addition, I'm the chair of the Conservation Commission. So, you know, Erin and I really think it's important to be involved in and give back to our community, and which is a big, you know, part of our mission with Children's Museum of Franklin as well, and part of what drives us on our day to day as we work through br mm -hmm. bringing this um, idea to life. The whole idea is kind of, you know, about building community, right? So um, we're involved in that community. We want to make connections for ourselves and, and for others. And so, um, you know, a whole mission behind Children's Museum of Franklin is really building community and connection. Um, yeah, and we really feel as raising young kids through COVID that our children really missed out on, on a large part yes. of that. So to be able to, on a large scale, bring this back for families and the connections is, I think, going to be huge for our community. It's something yeah. we're really excited about. From my observation and my reporting for the 16, 17 years, I'm kind of losing track, but that's okay. I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with the kids and then clearly when a kid is involved, the parents have to come. And then having those kinds of connections, I mean, your friendship started that same way. Yeah. Other conversations can happen, and then that leads to all kinds of good stuff. To so General. much more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. So our, you know, in our kind of vision for the Children's Museum, um, we are planning for exhibit space for kids really in the 10 and under, all the way down to the real little guys. Um, in addition to that, we will offer programming for the elementary and middle school aged kids, right. volunteer opportunities for the high school aged kids, and yes. then internship and co-op opportunities for the college students. So, you've got the so in yes. that, we're really hoping that we'll be able to touch the full spectrum, mm -hmm. um, the full educational, social, and emotional growth of, of kids in this community and, and in this region. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of wonderful stuff in there for sure because the the serendipity of those connections and the curiosity that'll come from obviously the activities that you'll create to foster that. Oh, let's play with this. How do what that's going to spawn other things that are perhaps not on your radar yet, and that's okay. Absolutely, <laughs> you've got a bunch to do so, right now. <laughs> we, as we've gotten off the ground, we've been looking at um, with the resource of other children's museums that we've networked with. We've been looking at the research behind actually building exhibits and mm -hmm. how to really help foster these connections. And there's a lot of different um, psychology behind it and behind how to build exhibits so that you're really helping a child not to stand against a wall and play something, but to be playing with something with engaging with their family members, with peers. So it's this whole serve and return theory where you're expressing an emotion or interacting with somebody and then getting that feedback from them as well. So there's a lot of science that's gonna go into the actual exhibit design and space design to make sure that we're really helping to foster these connections, which is really exciting. Mm -hmm. So that's a connection that can make at least that which you're 
pharmacy background, the scientific approach there, you're using that to apply that to here. So it's not Absolutely. just, wait a minute, a, a left turn? Where did that yeah. come from? <laughs> there is some planning in there. Absolutely. So, you know, between the scientific approach and looking at, you know, psychology and, and the best way to, to build out the space, uh, we're additionally really looking at how we can make this a really inclusive space. So not only, you know, Erin and I have our backgrounds that I think really complement this coming together, but we've worked really hard to so far surround ourselves and are continuing to do so with experts who have um, in areas that we don't have as strengths. So looking at accessibility for one thing is, is an area that we're really passionate about and making sure that we're making this accessible in all senses of the word. So we want it to be financially accessible. We want it to be physically accessible for people um, with physical disabilities, but we're also looking at being emotionally accessible for a lot of children who may have you know, particular learning disabilities, sensory processing issues. Yes. So we're pulling in experts in those fields. We're pulling in an occupational therapist. We're pulling in teachers who have um, background in this area. Uh, and connecting with with everyone that we can to help us really make this an inclusive space for everybody. Right. I remember having talked with the CPAC group, the Special Ed Parents Advisory Council. Um, they had prepared a list of things to consider for people running events to accommodate the kids with autism, et cetera, whatever in the spectrum. Um, because, yeah, it's something that we, quote, normal, and I'm not sure there is a pure normal anyway, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, there are some things that would trigger that it seems obvious, and yet, when, when, oh, why? Well, even a mat. If it's kind of the mat where you're going to walk on it, and, you know, it naturally will remove, like, the little pebbles, etc. But that may not be accessible for somebody with, you know, stability issues. Absolutely. So those little considerations is... Uh, you come up with those from the people who are involved. Exactly. And you need to have that coordination, collaboration, communication effectively. Absolutely. And so we plan on to not only, you know, collaborate with these people in our planning process, but we want to have our all of these advisors in our spaces so that as we go, we're able to change and grow ourselves so that we're, you know, continuing to build this as the most effective and welcoming space for everybody. And every community shifts and grows and changes over time, right? So right. to build a large and powerful community through the Children's Museum of Franklin, we need to start by building that community for ourselves as, as the founders and creators. Sure. We need to bring in um, the right people to, mm -hmm. to really continue to grow. Um, and we feel like so far we're doing that and that there's always room for, for adjustment and growth as we mm -hmm. move forward. Yeah, so in your background, at least in terms of communication and marketing, that'll be one of the things that I'm anticipating you might help facilitate a little bit more in terms of the team approach. Um, you just got your 501c3, so now you can start doing some formal fundraising. Um, and then with the now the pop-ups that started here, I think there's two, at least one I know I've got on the calendar. I'll have to keep... I have to watch the radar in terms of yeah. where are things because there's so much happening. Yes, <laughs> yes, we have we have five dates um, locked in right now um, up on our website um, that we'll continue to to add there, sure. and then the events too. We'll be posting to Facebook to Community Kangaroo um, any way that we can to to share them out with the community. Um, you know, we're looking to. Uh, bring fun and play. We're also looking to bring awareness and build a brand. Um, so we'll be 
working to do that through these events. Mm -hmm. yeah. So like Erin said, our events are on our website. Our very first event, which we're very excited about to you know get launched off the ground, is this coming um, the 21st of January this month. And so we'll be at the Elks Lodge in Franklin right. from 1 to 4 p.m. Um, we have some volunteers already lined up, and we're still looking for volunteers. So people can actually go to our website, which is www.childrensmuseumfranklin.org. And under the support us and volunteer pages, you can you can uh, register to volunteer. There's a form, yeah, okay. a link that you can follow to to volunteer. And right. we'll include that in the show notes, so the listeners you don't have to run and scramble for a piece of paper. That'll be in the <laughs> show notes. Y'all doing that? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you met day one, day two around the group, the play date. Obviously, have developed a relationship, but what all of a sudden? brought you to we needed to do yeah. a museum how did yeah. that come from absolutely <laughs> it's such a fun story well fun story for us so. <laughs> well, it'll yes. be fun for everybody yes. else to listen to it yeah <laughs> meg and i were at a brunch at a mutual friend's house who um was in the old davis thayer district and she was new to town and um kind of asking about the building what was happening with the space and and i said like oh my gosh ever since that that building closed I have always dreamed of opening a children's museum there which then I dropped my fork that I had in my hand and said <laughs> get out of town I've had this same idea why have we talk almost every day how have we not discussed this yeah so, so we, we, kinda we all like, laughed yeah and, and we like we made like hypothetical plans we like went into this whole whole thing we probably dominated the rest of the brunch conversation uh -oh. thank you but Heather. then yeah <laughs> but then we left and we were like let's really do this. Yeah, we looked at each other and said, let's really do this, and, yeah, and then I we think, did. I think we both went home, told our husbands, they were like, they both separately said, well, you need to put together a business plan, just straight-faced, <laughs> no, no other reaction. And we were like, fine, we will. And then we did. And we did, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Meg and I are a combination of determined and more than a little bit impatient, and it has served us well. Mm -hmm. We are... Um, you know, rapidly moving forward with our plans um, and, you know, really doing that through connections that we're forging in the community. It's good to hear because, yes, the plan obviously is critical. If you've planned for success, then you will not fail and you're planning for success. So it will take time to build wherever that is, but mm -hmm. you're also starting out small in terms of the pop-ups. So you can try an exhibit or two, I imagine, in the different sites and see how it works and learn from that and then Absolutely. Depending upon the spaces for the next site, maybe do a different one, et cetera. Yeah, so for our exhibit pop-ups, we are really excited for what we're bringing to them. Uh, we'll be doing some different themes on different days, and there'll be some rotating exhibits in there so that people get a different taste of what we're doing. Sure. So, for example, our first theme is going to be dinos. Dinos, and we are very um, excited about dinos. Um, there's a small population, small in terms of stature, but fairly large in terms of the community of yes. the youth yes. who are obsessed with Love dinosaurs. Dinos. <laughs> we each have one. So. Uh, yeah. I, I never knew, you know, going into parenthood, just how many dinosaurs I would be able to identify mm -hmm. by name. Um, so you'll be able to pass that trivia question uh, just like that? Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so we're starting with dinos. We have these like amazing dino building um, bones. They're bones. bones. You can, you can, they are large bones. Yeah, they're, they're foam pieces, they're foam but you can build these different dinosaurs. That are official, the yep. yes. <laughs> and our official product testers who are our own children are 
in love with them. Yes. Uh oh. Playing that's, that's hours usually a good with sign. them. It is a so, good sign. So it's a good sign of things to come. Yes, they so, they are a hit. Yeah. So we'll pull in some of our different areas in the pop up with the specific theme that we're doing. So we have a maker space. We have an imaginative play area. We have this really cool light table that we'll have some different things on to sort of go with our theme. But then we'll have additional things. We have these really large green blocks for this building and construction. Sure. We'll have a gross motor area. Um, we have a transportation area. So we'll have different uh, areas within the entire space, um, a, a wind tunnel area, which we're very excited about. So um, I want to be a kid again. I know. Well, you are welcome to. We will have some adult days where the adults can come and, and test out our. Well, I'm also a grandparent, so yes. I might be able to borrow you can the sneak grandson. In. Absolutely, we would love to see him there. Sounds like a great time. We are looking forward to it. So you've got the website, you've got the schedule. Chloe will share out the schedule through the community calendar, cultural calendar. Um, obviously, this podcast, then people can share and say, "Hey, did you hear Marin and Meg talk about this? What's going on?" It's a, obviously the plans are still developing. So you do want to be in downtown Franklin, but you're not definitely there yet. We're not there yet. We are working hard to be in downtown Franklin, though. We're really passionate that downtown Franklin is the right spot for Children's Museum of Franklin, and we feel that way for several different reasons. One, as we've already discussed, we really feel passionate about giving back to the community, mm -hmm. and we feel by being in that downtown space, we can really help um, the local small, small businesses sure. and really helping to support the local economy. Sure. So if we're bringing in families from within an hour's radius, uh, which we found that number from networking with other children's museums and where yeah. their visitors come from, so about an hour radius. So we'll be able to pull in a lot of families into Absolutely. Franklin. And yes. then if we're in a walkable distance to all these small downtown businesses, we'll be able to help encourage uh, families visiting us to also visit them. Mm -hmm. So we're really excited about the prospect of supporting uh, the local economy. We'd obviously love to be accessible for everybody. So being on the, you know, close to the train line and at the train stop sure. at downtown Franklin yeah. really provides accessibility for a lot of families who may not otherwise be able to get to a children's museum. Yeah. And then additionally, we want to be able to be accessible for not only the Dean College students, but also high school students who maybe don't have readily available transportation. Mm -hmm. So if we're able to be walking distance for them as well, that will provide a lot of internship and co-op opportunities and volunteer opportunities uh, to help really build leadership skills for, for students in the area. Right. Give them the opportunity to be the mentors as the older teens, the older older young adults. Yes. <laughs> Not older young as young adults learning to become full adults, to build in those relationships. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think with all of the different things that we'll be doing in the Children's Museum, there's so many opportunities to get involved. So really being in a close proximity for people for that is going to be, I think, the ideal situation. And then in terms of accessibility, that's where financially, at least, you're looking for sponsors and or just contributions. Absolutely. I'm sure you'll take regular ones, yearly ones, monthly ones, whatever, you'll take it. Absolutely, we will. Um, we, as we awaited our 501c3 status um, so that we could officially begin fundraising. Uh, Meg's son, JD, held on to $2 of his allowance for months. Months and months and yes. months. Yes, and every day <laughs> Meg and I would laugh about it because it's like what what seven-year-old is asking about the IRS on a daily basis. He would wake up and every morning ask me, Mommy, have you heard from the IRS yet? Can I give you my $2 yet? So, so he was our very first donor. So um, you've got that $2 frame. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Yep, seven-year-old, uh, seven-year-old JD was our first donor. Two dollars. He is psyched um, for for what's to come, and we hope that the rest of the community will will have the same enthusiasm. So people are able to actually now support us uh, on our website as well. We do have a link um, that's on a page called Support Us, and there's certainly different options to donate right on the website. Mm -hmm. um, we have a Founding Families program that we're really excited about. Okay. Um, these families are able to really help uh, ingrain themselves in the Children's Museum of Franklin. So they're, by making their donation as a founding family, they will be listed on our website um, in perpetuity. And then is, mm -hmm. uh, they'll be in, once we have a permanent location, we'll be displaying everybody's names in, in some fashion. We have a few fun ideas on how to do it, but it will obviously depend on the space of how, how we can do how it. How the so. space, yeah, but whether it's brick or bronze yes. or something even more colorful and creative, yes. Lego yes. blocks or whatever. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So those families will really have the opportunity to kind of be ingrained in the history of, of the museum and its founding for mm -hmm. many years to come. Okay. Yeah. And then we're additionally reaching out for some corporate sponsors. We're applying, now that we're a 501c3, it's opened the door for a lot of um, grant opportunities sure. for us. So we're in the process of applying for a lot of different grants and looking at family foundations in the area that may be able to support us as well. Mm -hmm. Unless you've got something specific to add, I think you've introduced yourself so now people, oh, Megan, Heron, I gotta talk to them because they're doing a children's museum here in Franklin. You've got your pop-ups on the schedule. You've got your donation asks out there in a variety of ways to support. You support physically in terms of volunteering or financially. Did we miss anything? I mean, if there are folks out there listening who have experience in an area that they feel they might have, um, might be able to help us out, mm -hmm. you know, to add to our community that sure. we talked about, yeah. we would encourage them to to reach out to us through our website um you know we are always looking for um more perspectives more expertise in different areas mm -hmm. that again you know we know that that we need to surround ourselves um with the right people to mm -hmm. to really move this forward and um and that takes community yes. and they're out there so yeah. um would encourage people to reach out to us excellent well, thank you for taking time to share your story. I detect, and hopefully the people will be able to listen to your voices and find that passion, that energy. Um, and then come to the pop-ups and see what's going on. And then eventually you'll be part of the process and part of the community to have this children's museum here. Yeah, thank you so much for having us today, Steve. And we really do hope to see everybody out at our pop-ups. Um, like we said, it's on our calendar on our website. So we look forward to seeing everybody out there. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thank you. And we do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements, and I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy 
By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.